new family practices, hospitality. Isaiah 58, 6-8 Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. 1 Peter 4, 8-9 Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. The scriptures are packed with stories of hospitality. In the book of Genesis, God created a home for Adam and Eve. In Joshua, the twelve spies sent out to scope the promised land received shelter from Rahab. And in 1 Kings, Elijah received a cake of bread from the starving widow at Zarephath. In the New Testament, Jesus modeled hospitality when he turned water into wine at Cana, when he multiplied fish and bread for the multitudes on the hillsides of Galilee, and when he cooked breakfast on the beach for his disciples after the resurrection. The practice of hospitality, welcoming and embracing others as part of God's family, that practice has profound implications for the body of Christ. As we journey alongside others toward Christ's likeness, We proclaim Jesus to the world, and amid increasing isolation and loneliness, the practice of hospitality preaches the gospel. It forges hope-filled communities that declare our unity despite our differences. Practice In the book Bread and Wine, Shauna Nequist writes, This is what I want you to do. I want you to tell someone you love them and dinner is at six. I want you to throw open your front door and welcome the people you love into the inevitable mess with hugs and with laughter. Gather the people you love around your table and feed them with love and honesty and creativity. Come to the table. We tend to think of hospitality as something to be done by those gifted at it. Layer on the influences of Martha Stewart and social media where everything has been perfected down to the lighting. And many of us begin to wrestle with low-level anxiety at the mere thought of inviting others into our homes. It becomes important, then, to remember that, like everything else in our lives, hospitality is a work of the Spirit. And where the Spirit is, there is freedom. That means, then, that if the thought of a curated group of people and a lavishly decorated table brings joy, well, then go for it. Or if the phrase, the more the merrier, accompanied by paper plates balanced on laps works for you, that's perfect too. Biblical hospitality centers around servanthood, not social media. It's the posture of your heart, not the size of your home. It's less, here I am, and more, there you are. And while inviting people into your home is powerful, inviting them into your life is the point. Think about a time you've received hospitality. It could be a friend opening their home while you were traveling, an invitation to a cup of coffee, or receiving a text that reads, firing up the grill, bring over whatever you've got. What about these encounters was memorable to you, and what would you like to emulate? Then, start simple. Invite someone over for lunch after church. Do you have a friend, maybe, who isn't feeling well? 
well then make a double batch of whatever you're having for dinner and drop it off at their house. Make time too to figure out what your hospitality style is. It may take some practice, but a good guideline is, what brings me joy? Notice when comparison or striving enter your practice of hospitality and just return to Christ's side. Hospitality doesn't always have to take place in your home. It can take the form of running errands for a housebound neighbor, babysitting for a couple in need of a date night, or shipping a snack box to a student cramming for an exam. In a nutshell, hospitality is serving others. Here are a few ways you can practice hospitality with your family or your faith community. Jesus' encouragement to become like a child is incredibly helpful when practicing hospitality. Children naturally make space for others. They thrive in simplicity, and they're incredibly generous in what they offer. They have a natural curiosity, and they're willing to try new things, and they are blissfully unhindered by what others think. Sounds pretty incredible, doesn't it? So try these things. Offering someone hospitality can be as simple as chocolate chip cookies. Invite children to make big batches of cookie dough with you, and then scoop up balls of dough and freeze them in freezer bags. When someone drops in, have your kids help preheat the oven and put cookies on trays for baking. Do you have an extra room? Well, invite an international student from the church or university to stay with you over Christmas break. Invite someone out to lunch after church or bring lunch to the church and join others in the cafe area or in the courtyard after the morning service. Rick Dunn provides the following observation on the practice of hospitality. Anytime I hear the word hospitality, I think of two places. The first, an impoverished village in Southeast Asia located in a communist country. Here, a tribe is relegated to the worst of the worst places to live. Cut off from the ability to grow crops, they can barely survive, much less build a future. Walking through this village, I met a woman with a little child who wore only a tattered old shirt. She lived in a small home with a wooden floor, and she invited Teresa and me in for a drink of water from a stainless steel cup. It was genuinely all she could offer. The second, Bosnia-Herzegovina, after the brutal civil war that broke up the country of Yugoslavia. I met a gypsy family living in a shipping container, ostracized for their ethnicity as Roma. That afternoon, they brought out packaged store-bought cookies and Coca-Cola and offered them to our group. It was another instance where I knew this was a delicacy. It was the height of what they could extend to us. In both these moments, I've never experienced more lavish hospitality. Here in West Knoxville, I offer hospitality in my home out of all I have. But a stainless steel cup in Southeast Asia and a shipping container in Bosnia remind me that the posture of our hearts matters far more than the amount of our resources. One of the things that we've done within the book is we've provided a lot of white space, space to write in the margins and to journal thoughts that you have. At this point, grab a piece of paper or a journal and write down what you've learned, what God has revealed, and what you're thinking about. 